Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house, happy to be here. Is it really the Sunday, the Monday after the Sunday after the Friday when all of the holidays converge this weekend? So if you're like me and you celebrated Passover, I hope you have a and Pesach. Somebody's got a phone ringing in the background there. Somebody's got something going on. And if it was Easter, I hope your Easter basket was full of wonderful chocolate or eggs. And I hope you and your family had a wonderful time. And if you celebrated any other spring holiday, I hope it was wonderful too for you. Radio Red in the house, as I said, it's April what? It's April 18th already, the 108th day of the year. And we have to do a shout out to Gregorian because it's his calendar. I think his mom probably called him Greg or Greggy. I, I, you know, yes. Yes, Jocelyn, we do a shout out to Greggy and his mom every single week. 257 days left in the year. This is the 16th Monday and nobody cares about that except me. But if you're planning something very special for New Year's Eve on the eve of 2023, it's time to either start brewing it. Nicole, I want you to think about making homemade Kahlua. And Joyce, you can think about the still in the backyard. And Jocelyn, some kind of special punch, I don't know. But it's time to think about what you're going to serve on New Year's Eve. But before we get started introducing my three fabulous guests, it's time to do our shout-out, our weekly shout-out. And Jocelyn knows what we do. I'm going to compare. I compare my guests every week. So on the count of three, I want you all to join me in one, two, three. We're going to say hello L L L. Let's see how loud we can do it. One, two, three. Hello. Hello, L L L. Poor Josh, my engineer, you just blew his microphone. Josh, I hope we didn't go off the board there. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. And we're still taking up a fictional, fictitious, however you want to say it, GoFundMe campaign to move her from Whitestone, New York to London, because then it would be lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in London. That's a lot of alliteration. But we haven't been able to move her yet because it's a fake campaign. So if anybody wants to donate fake crypto, not the real thing, that's fine with me and we'll let her know. So I'm thrilled to be here and and this is my Monday night show. I, under a different name, I produce and host many other, mostly business roundtable radio shows, thought leadership, we call them. But this is where we get to have fun talking about creativity. Ladies on my, it's all ladies tonight. Ladies, just wave hello to Facebook, whoever's out there. Hello, Facebook. There we go. We are live. Hope you told everybody you're going to be on the show. And let me tell you a little bit, just a tiny bit about who my guests are. And then I'll ask each of them to introduce herself. So three creatives tonight. We have Jocelyn King. Wave hello, Jocelyn. She's the author of the forthcoming book, uh-oh, sitting pretty or sitting duck. I sense some danger in there. 101 must-know safety tips for women. She is a Silicon Valley executive and a top 10 woman in cybersecurity. Jocelyn, delighted to have you and thank you for joining me. We're going to hear from you in a minute. Then we have Joyce Marie. Hello, Joyce. Wave hello. She was a burned-out retail business owner. We're going to hear about that. And then she discovered, I read the story, she discovered her gift of songwriting quite by circumstance or happenstance, perhaps. Her upcoming book is Arise to the New Year. You. Questions, quotes, 
and lyrics to lead you to succeed. Joyce Marie, so happy to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. And then we have a young lady, they're all young ladies, named Nicole Fanning. And Nicole came to me through somebody named Mickey Mickelson, who pitched me. He's a PR agent. And he's, I said, I have an opening on the show. And he said, I've got somebody for you. And within, what was it, 12 and a half minutes, Nicole, the introduction was made and Nicole and I were emailing and she accepted the invitation. So thank you, Nicole. And Nicole is the author of Catalyst. It's her first novel in a series called Heart of the Inferno. Oh my, about a deadly billionaire mafia don, that's a mouthful, and his unexpected paramour. Nicole, I started reading your book today. Thank you for sending me the ebook very easy to consume. And I will tell you that I had to make sure there were, there were no children within five miles of my house when I was reading your book, even though I was reading it silently. It's adult, it's racy, it's full of bombs, all kinds of letters, and it's fabulous. So Nicole, thank you very much. So let's go around the table and have my three guests introduce themselves. Jocelyn King, I met you at the National Publicity Summit at one of Steve Harrison's virtual summits. I used to go to the the real summit, the actual in-person that they used to have at the hotel, Penn Hotel in New York, and now it's all virtual three times a year. So I met you and I met Joyce Marie there. So Jocelyn, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. Would you please, wonderful you, tell us what you do. I want to know about your top woman in cybersecurity. That sounds very serious. And uh, tell us about creativity. Jocelyn, welcome. Oh, thank you, Radio Red. So great to be here, and I love your show, and what an honor to be on, and so great to be here with this crowd. Um, so I am a 20-year Silicon Valley uh, technology executive. I've headed up marketing and sales for, um, I spent a decade in startups and going through acquisitions, and another decade in Fortune 100, including Intel and other companies, um, where I've been running things like the Global Demand Center, Global Marketing, Global Sales and Marketing. I've been a chief, chief marketing officer and chief growth officer. And I got into cybersecurity after having my identity stolen and having my network hacked and having a lot of uh, criminal cyber issues happen to me. And I co-founded a company with the former head of security for uh, Microsoft itself and a former um, head of security on Wall Street protecting trillions of dollars on the trading floor. So we're making big waves with our company, Kiabi. But my passion is in um, helping women stay safe so that this doesn't happen to other women. And I'm on a mission right now to help 100 million women live safer, better lives. That's why I have my forthcoming book. And I got my start in Hollywood because my parents were in show business. And I grew up as a child hanging out at the actor's studio while they were studying with Lee Strasberg and all the uh, greats like Marlon Brando and everybody walking around and coming in. So creativity is in my blood. I've brought the creative Hollywood process into all the companies I've been at for branding and PR messaging and events that entertain and engage our customers. And I love being in high tech, but I couldn't, I would not do it without being on the entertainment and creativity side. Wow, the way you wove that in. I asked you to tell us about your take on creativity. I never expected that. Uh, you and I might have to talk about getting you on my technology show. That could be very interesting. Jocelyn, fascinating background and 100 million women you want to help with your work, with your, yes. with your upcoming book. That's a lot. That's a scary number that you need to even say that many women can benefit from your help. Let's just leave that on the table for now. Thank you so much for introducing yourself. Let's go to Joyce Marie. Joyce Marie, I met you at the summit as well. So happy to have you here. 
talk to Thank us. You. You're up. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. So as you said, I was a burned out, unfulfilled business owner. I was feeling hopeless, worked so many hours, sometimes seven days a week, and really wanted to do something else after a couple of days, couple of decades of being in the business. But working so many hours, it was like, I don't know what else I can do. And I don't have time to, to find out. But luckily, um, a friend introduced me and my husband to network marketing. And that got me into personal development, which I developed a passion for. And it was during that personal development journey that I unexpectedly discovered my gift of songwriting. So I started writing songs, most of them inspirational. And then somewhere along the way, I started writing what I call harmonic mantras. And I've used those in so many ways. They're affirmations with rhymes and a melody. And I've used them in many ways to overcome my own challenges as well as as the challenges of others. And when I was a caregiver for my husband for several years, I even used the harmonic mantras them and, and they were very helpful. And I actually wrote a song during that challenging time using my creativity it was really helpful. So that song is Dear God, I owe you. And I really love helping people use harmonic mantras to improve their own life. Joyce, thank you for that very interesting story. I can tell your, your heart is in everything you said to us. My question for you is, how do you define, for us who don't know, a harmonic mantra? What is it? Is it a number of words or phrases or syllables? Does it have a melody that goes with it? Just tell us, please. Yes, definitely has, has a melody. I'll just sing one of them for you. Please. It's like an affirmation in, in a little song. I am so happy and grateful. I am feeling good today. I am so happy and grateful. I am healthy in every way. I love it. Brief, to the point, focused, specific, and uplifting. Thank you very much. And I know when you did, you you went on stage at one of those uh, personal development workshops, and you weren't planning to, and and people were very impressed, and that started you off on this part of your journey. So thank you very much, Joyce Marie. Delighted to have you on. And now let's go to Nicole Fanny, the one I didn't meet at the publicity summit. I met you through Mickey. And Nicole, you're a heck of a writer. I want to (laughs) know, when did you get started? What does it take to write a 455 page novel? Oh my goodness. Nicole, introduce yourself, please. Hi, I am Nicole Fanning. I am an author, wife, and dog mom. Um, and I, I got started writing very young. Um, when I was probably around eight or nine years old, my mom introduced me to the A-team and I became obsessed with the A-team and I would write my own episodes of the A-team and give them to her so that she could send them to the producers so that they could make my episodes. Now, nobody had the heart to tell nine-year-old Nicole that the show had gone off the air two years before I was even born. Um, So (laughs) there was no hope of any of my episodes being made, but it just, like, I saw these worlds and, and this fiction happening in my head. And so it was beautiful to be able to use that creativity at such a young age. And that kind of just carried forward 
um, till I got to high school. And I had a very good friend who was also into creative writing, just as the, I was. And so the two of us would actually go home and write like every weekend we'd write a chapter of some fictional story, probably very close to some soap opera we were writing. It was always romance because that's what high school girls are obsessed with. <laughs> and on Mondays we would exchange these chapters. And so it was kind of like we were creating this ongoing soap opera, but just that idea of the writing and the creating of these gigantic worlds was always in my head. Um, but, you know, like so many of us, I joined the real world, had to get a real job, which sucks uh, <laughs> as much as we'd love to just, you know, do everything that we want to do all the time. I had to be responsible. But that passion for writing never actually left. So I've had this idea for this particular story, Heart of the Inferno and this mafia world. And when the pandemic happened and I suddenly found myself with a lot of time and nowhere to go, I was like, you know, I'm just going to write this just for fun. And I ended up sending it to a couple of my very close friends. And when they read it, they were like, you, you have to publish this. For me, it was just like, this is just fun. But for them, they were like, you have to publish this. So we went ahead, we did it. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful, complex, exciting world. And you know, it's, 500 pages in book one, but we have four books planned for the series. And so we were about the same size for each book as well. Nicole, absolutely fascinating. I have to ask, how many hours a day do you write, if it's okay to ask you? Um, I would probably say at least four to six hours every day. Uh, um, I write a lot on my phone and I have a dedicated writing habit where I write every single day. If it's just something, if it's a chapter, if it's rewriting a chapter, um, I just firmly believe in having that, that practice and that routine is really good for the creative mindset and to keep you engaged in the story that you're creating. Very, very interesting. Yes, to keep you engaged in the story you're writing. That's important before it gets to somebody who's going to read it and stay engaged. Are you familiar with the terms, Nicole, pantser versus plotter? Have you heard those terms? I am. Are you a pantser or a plotter, may I ask? Oh, I'm a plotter. Uh, there are four books planned for this series, and I have the entire plot skeleton written for all four books. And then individually, each book has their own. I call it the plot skeleton. Um, each book has its own plot skeleton written. So I allow the characters a little bit of leeway to play around and, and do what they want to do, but... I know exactly where the story is going, like down to the very last breadcrumb. And I'm a big fan of breadcrumbs. So there are several throughout the book so far that um, I hope readers either catch on the first round of reading or they catch it on the second round of reading. Well, thank you. And for those in the audience who don't know what a pantser or a plotter is, I was introduced to this by a, a writer on one of my other radio shows a couple of years ago. She's a British British lady, and she used the term a pantser or a plotter. So I looked it up, <laughs> and a pantser is somebody who writes by the seat of their pants, right, Nicole? They just say, I'm going to sit down and write yep. whatever comes out as a chapter here, a chapter there, a character. Yep. That's the way I am. I okay. wish I could be, but I am not. I'm, I'm a control freak. <laughs> so no, it's not me. 
Nicole is a plotter, and she, as she said, she puts the breadcrumbs in. She knows what the characters are, who they're going, who they are, what they're going to do, all the way down to the detail. So she plots her stories out. Very interesting. And some of us who are writers like me just plots. And any of you who understand that the word is P L O T Z. <laughs> if anybody, I think Joss, I think a couple of you get the word. Okay, ladies, let's move on here. Having too much fun here. And by the way, shall we do a shout out, Nicole, to Mickey? Do a shout out. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Creative Edge and Mickey have made this so much easier for me as a writer, especially as a new writer with a first book. You know, you, you write a book, you create a story. And for me, when I first did it, I, I was able to tell Facebook, my personal Facebook with 300 people. And so I didn't know what to do beyond that. And Mickey made it possible to be able to connect with the different forms of media that I would never have had the same connections for. Uh, plus, he's a wonderful guy, and he's so easy to work with and incredibly professional. Well, he contacted me, and I said, as I said, I have a spot on the show, and within minutes, he suggested you and somebody else, and I wanted you because you're a new writer, and I thought I would love to hear your process and hear your creativity. So thank, thank you, you so very much. much. Oh, it's uh, my pleasure. So ladies, I'm so happy to have all of you here. Let's go to the quotes for those of you who are listening and watching. And hello again, everybody on Facebook. I ask my guests in advance to send me a quote that has nothing in particular to do with anything in particular. One of their favorite movie or TV fictional character quotes or a song lyric. And nothing that they wrote themselves and not from a book or a real person. On my business shows for years, I, I let people quote, we quoted Darwin and Drucker and Twain and Gandhi. And after a while, everybody was just falling asleep. So I changed it about two years ago on my shows. By the way, Nicole, I have created over 50 radio series in the past 10 years and hosted them all and only missed one day in, in 11 years with millions of listeners around the world. So I started this quote from movie and TV fictional characters about two years ago because I was falling asleep during the quote segment of my shows and it got a lot more interesting. So let's see what all of you sent me. I'm going to read the quote with a little bit of background. These are fascinating and ask you to take about two to three minutes. Jocelyn King, you'll be first to tell me what it has to do with creativity. So the quote you sent is from Mae West, my little chickadee. I want to do this with the W.C. Fields with the with the cigar. <laughs> my little chickadee. It's a 1940. Uh, none of us were born then. 1940 American comedy Western film starring Mae West W.E.S.T., but her first name was M.A.E. May, and W.C. Fields, and blah, blah. It also featured Margaret Hamilton, who played the, you know, she was the witch in The Wizard of Oz. Yes, my my late mother-in-law was a friend of Margaret Hamilton's. Um, let's see, and uh, blah, blah, blah. She wrote the original screenplay, which was interesting, but she wasn't, she was well, not properly credited. There's a whole bunch of stuff about that, a backstory. Here's the quote. Every man I meet, uh, should I do it in a Mae West? Every of man course. I meet. Every, she, she's also famous. Nicole, I don't know if you know, she's famous for saying, why don't you come up and peel me a grape sometime? That was one of Mae West's. Yeah, you know what that means. Anyway, here's the quote Jocelyn has selected. Every man I meet wants to protect me. I can't figure out what from. <laughs> Jocelyn! <laughs> I don't think anybody's heard Mae West in 100 years. Jocelyn, rescue me. What does this have to do with creativity? Go ahead. Well, first of all, um, so I grew up, like I said, in Hollywood and I grew up, um, I'd go to the movie theaters to watch all the old film noir and all kinds of film movies. And my friends and I, we'd go watch double features of like Maltese Falcon and Casablanca and got to see all the classics I've seen. Uh, I, I, you know, and I, I was really a film buff and live theater buff. So if it was, you know, whether it was Ibsen or whether it was a, 
you know, Vincent Minnelli, you know, spectacle or whatever. I wanted to, I wanted to see it. So I was in the classic movies and, um, you know, and, and all the musicals. And I just always loved Mae West. When I was a girl, I was just fascinated by her because she was very, um, she was commanding. She was always in charge of the room. Um, and she was a woman and she was, and she was doing it as a woman who wasn't trying to, you know, do what a lot, I think a lot of us women have been, um, kind of, um, molded into, which is like how to be a small man in the modern age, you know? And it's like, she was completely feminine and female and very sexual and overt. And she commanded the room, but she also did it with smarts and double entendre. She wasn't just, you know, uh, doing, you know, lewd sex things. Everything was a double meaning and it showed how smart she was as well as how beautiful and how sexy. And I thought, even when I was a kid, I was just kind of mesmerized with her. So I used to, um, you know, dress up and walk around and say all these Mae West quotes. Now, the reason I picked that quote in particular is now being a woman in cybersecurity, looking to help somebody, it's just such a perfect quote, you know, <laughs> every man I've ever met wants to protect me. I just can't figure out what from. It's like, how, how perfect is that? <laughs> it absolutely is very interesting. And I found what I was going to say, Universal Studios decided to give the stars equal screenplay credit, perhaps yeah. to avoid the appearance of favoritism, but it incensed Mae West, who declined to team up with W.C. Fields afterwards. Yes. Very interesting. Yes. Yes. I also want to say when I lived in it's- L.A., there was a period of time when I kind of lived in the Miracle Mile area. And um, I call Santa Barbara home, but L.A. was a big part of my childhood. And Mae West lived, um, she, she was on the floor of an apartment building, kind of long, you know, short. It's like a hotel kind of converted. She, she had two floors on it. And she lived a mile from my house. And um, just knowing that a legendary star of the silver screen was there was very inspiring. And when you asked about creativity, it also comes back to, I mean, she created the Mae West character. She created Mae West the way Cary Grant invented Cary Grant. And I was so impressed with what she put together and, and designed and developed and something that is universally recognizable. Um, and if that's not the epitome of a creative process, um, I know, yes. I don't know what it is. And she was funny. She was funny. And, and the use of double entendre shows an understanding of, of culture, of, of words, of meanings, of a wicked sense of humor, right? To be able to say those things and have them become zingers that people remember, like the quote you picked, that shows, uh, right, Nicole, that shows a lot of wit, and it shows a very, very smart woman. And she had a right to be, I'm going to say, pissed off that she wasn't given appropriate credit, because maybe back in the day... Uh huh. They didn't right. want to give women credit for that kind of thing. No, no, no. So you, you know what's equally good? You mentioned something about cross cultures. Um, they would show her films around the world, and if you didn't speak English, you still understood what was happening, yep. and that's powerful. Yep. yep, absolutely powerful. Women rock. Joyce Marie, let's go to the quote. This is a beautiful quote from a song by Josh Groban. The song is "You Are Loved, Don't Give Up." It's the second track and first single from his third album, Awake, released on November 7, 2006. And it peaked, the single peaked at number nine on the Hot Adult Contemporary Tracks chart. Woo, okay. 
Anybody doesn't know Josh Groban, I consider him a very young man born in 1981. I don't know when Nicole was born. We're not going to ask her. He's an American singer, songwriter, musician, actor, record producer, and his first four solo albums were certified multi-platinum. He was in 2007 the number one best-selling artist in the United States with 23.22.3 million records sold. Oh my goodness. And here's the quote Joyce has selected. Don't give up because you are loved. Oh, I like that. I think I just got goosebumps. Joyce Marie, talk to us. How'd you find this one? Oh, it was a couple of, less than a two years ago that I really heard this song. And every time I hear it, it just touches my heart so much. And I am wanting to build a business around my creativity. So this says to me, like, Today, I was listening to it, and I even wrote a new harmonic mantra based on this, which is, I am loved, I'm not going to give up, I am giving people my best stuff. So it's like if you have creativity as something you're, you're making a living from, it can be very difficult, very challenging. And so this song tells me, I am loved, don't give up got to be persistent. Got to be persistent indeed. And and your creativity has taken you into these, these areas where you can recognize a beautiful line like that in a Josh Groban song. I was asking you where you found it because if he sold 23 million records and his albums are certified platinum, then we know he's written and sung a lot of music. So thank you for finding that one, Joyce. It was, it was lovely. I think that's a mantra for all of us. What do you think for everybody? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, actually, I even have a better mantra that's on the same line. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, now I'm forgetting all this. <laughs> oh, let's see. What is it? You want to come back? Okay, go ahead. Nobody's going to dim my light. No, no, no. I'm going to shine my light so bright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. These, I'm reminded of little haikus almost, except a haiku is, is more words and more syllables. Um, but these are just little tiny, little tiny affirmations. Very, very cool. Thank you, Joyce. We have our singing guest with us. Okay, and let's go to Nicole. Nicole is, oh, Nicole has picked a quote from Not Afraid by Eminem. And the video for this the music video, Nicole, has, as of last reading, 1,632,884,946 views. I memorized that, Nicole. I wasn't reading. I just know. I'm, I'm impressed that you read that big number as perfectly as possible. Well, thank you, darling. I, I did almost have a degree in math back in the day. So there you go. Uh, and let me see. Not Afraid, song by American rapper Eminem, his seventh studio album, Recovery. The lead single, uh, promote the single, uh, Despicable, a freestyle rap, was released on the internet. Very, very interesting. And let's see now. It carries a positive message and depicts his change in direction from drugs and violence to a positive life. His full name, do you know his full name? His real name, Nicole? <coughs> Marshall Mathers. That's right. Marshall Bruce Mathers III, born October 17th, 1972, professionally Eminem. And here's the quote. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. I'm a, I-M-M-A. I'm a B, what I set out to be, without a doubt, undoubtedly. That sounds like something Joyce Marie could have written. Go ahead. Tell Absolutely. us. How'd you find this, Nicole? This is fascinating. Go ahead. 
every time I would hear that song, that particular line would stick out to me every time. And on my desk behind my video camera right now, I have it written um, as just a reminder because, you know, when you are creating a, a fictional world and you're, you're building this, you set these goals for yourself. And, you know, I'm so excited for where I see this mafia series and this mafia verse, as I'm calling it going. Um, ultimately, we're going to have 14 books in the series. There's just an exciting adventure for these characters. And it's just a reminder that, you know, as, you know, Joyce said, creativity can be challenging at times. Um, and so it's just a reminder to continue and to keep your eye on the prize. And, you know, we, we speak into existence the things we want to be and become and that we want to see happen. And I have such big dreams for where the series goes and where it's taken. So, yeah, it's, it's a part of you. So it's your baby. It's your book baby, as I call it. Um, and I, you know, I want to see my book baby go off to college and have big <laughs> dreams things and yes <laughs> Nicole just, you you, you yeah, must have an actor in mind to play the lead from your book the mafia done do you have an actor in mind picked out already I do um unfortunately he's a little bit older I mean I was always a fan of uh oh now I'm gonna forget his name but he was in the Tudors and he was Superman off the top of my head, I can't think of his name. It'll come to me later on. All right. It'll um, come to you. I, I have somebody to suggest for you. Go, go ahead. Keep talking. Go sure. ahead. No, no, please. I, I watched Also, a my of husband found a, vid a video of Pierce Bronson from like 1980 or 1984 or something like that. And <clears throat> young Pierce Bronson was 100% who I, I see in my head for Jackson. So Pierce Brosnan would be good. It's too bad that, uh, uh, come on. Uh, James Bond, the first one. Um, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Thank you. I had him and he just slipped out of my head. Too bad he passed away. He would have been interesting, but nobody would have really believed him being that evil. I watch a lot of French detective shows. I used to I used to speak fluent French and I all I remember now is I count down backwards from five in French on my radio shows a couple times a yep. week. But I watch a lot of French shows and I enjoy hearing them speak and watching the translation on the screen. And there is an absolutely sexy French actor, I don't know how much English he speaks, named Stefan, S-T-E-F-A-N, P-H-A-N-E, and his last name is Blancafort, B-L-A-N-C-A-F-O-R-T. And he plays oh. one of the male, the cops, the detectives in Candice Renoir. She's quite a character too. Candice Renoir, played by Cécile Bois. And um, he dies in one of her series, series four. They have nine nine series nine seasons in france they've only released four in the u.s which makes me upset because i would have loved to see them more currently but the day after he exploded in a bombing him in her show he was the next up i'm watching a show called tandem where he is the ex-husband of a police commander and they're both detectives and he works for her ladies how is that for a twist he's a captain oh, wow. in the police force in france and she just transferred and she's his ex-wife and she's his boss and they're bumping heads all the time and their kids don't know what to think anyway the <laughs> point is he is just and he lives on a boat in one of the series and he's got tattoos on one arm and this is <gasps> very jackson yep because he's oh. jackson has the tattoos on the one arm oh. I, I can't the actor's name and it's going to kill me because i'm going to get off of the video and tonight i will be taking a shower and it'll immediately come to me but i know that he the actor i'm picturing is the lead actor in the witcher right now um 
that is like really big in the U.S., but I cannot think of his name for Somebody the life of Somebody will find it. Maybe Josh, our engineer, can find it while we're on yeah. the air. That Are you talking fun. about Henry Cavill or is that? Yes, Henry Cavill. That's who it is. Exactly. Hey, I told you, ladies, I like, yes. I like TV. There you yep. go. There you go. Are he we helping? See, he girls have to help girls out. There we exactly. go. He had, he had the jawline that we were going for, um, and I could just see him with an arm of tattoos. That would be lovely. There you go. Okay. I still would like to see Stefan Blankenford have some kind of a part in one of your, <laughs> one of your novels. Ladies, let's do a couple of famous birthdays today. Some famous, you know, and some not. And if you know who this person is, I think you'll know the first six because they're pretty much all, all but one is a household name. Conan O'Brien, 58 years old today. Yay, Conan. Yay. Still rocking it. American America Ferrara. Everybody remember oh, her from Ugly yes. Betty and a yes. lot of other projects. Yes. And wasn't she on... The Good Wife. She was Eli Gold's daughter. Was that some? No, that was somebody else. That was another actress. I think she was on that show as well. Jeff Dunham, the ventriloquist. Mm -hmm. I had. I was a stringer reporter for the Long Island. Uh, there was a Long Island Entertainment, Long Island Entertainment News, and the Improper. It was called also. And I got to go to a comedy club on Long Island. I lived there for 32 years before I moved here to North Carolina a few years ago. And I got to do a review of Jeff Dunham when he was pretty much a new ventriloquist comedian. And he has just grown to a lot of fame. Very talented man. So happy birthday, Jeff Dunham. Melissa Joan Hart is 45 today. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. There you go. James Woods, a very fearsome actor, is 74 today. And does anybody remember a Netflix series from about a year ago called Girl Boss? I watched it. You're no, very, remember she started on my own, list, but I haven't watched it yet. She started her own clothing line, but from buying used clothes from eBay and other places oh, yes. like that. Britt Robertson is the lead in Girl Boss, and she's 31 today. So happy birthday. Some quick YouTube stars. These are people whose names are unusual. These are probably their stage names, and I'm not being disrespectful, but I do want to wish them a happy birthday. So we have YouTube stars, Gaming with Kev. I want to tell you that's one word. Joyce Marie, that's one word. Gaming with Kev with a capital G, a capital W, and a capital K. He's 32, and we have somebody named Lexi V, L-E-X-I-V-E-E, -E, all one word with a capital V, and she is 18. We have TikTok stars, D, next word, rock, D-Rock, 24. And we have a lady, I think, Nicole, you could use this in one of your books, a woman who calls herself the Pink Pantheress. Oh, go check her out. She's a TikTok star, age 20 today. We have a Twitch star called Drops by Punk. I'm not even <laughs> going to spell that. And we have a rapper named Lil Bri, B-R-I, or Lil Bri, 20 years old. So happy birthday to all of you. Let's just do some quick holidays, and then we'll do more on creativity. Today is Monday, April 18th. It's Easter Monday for a lot of people. It's National Animal Crackers Day. Who remembers or who still has animal crackers in the house? Joyce Marie, animal crackers? Not in yep. my house. <laughs> you, ever, you ever eat them? No? Yes? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jocelyn, Nicole, animal crackers? Well, I don't know if I anybody... I don't know if anybody knows the origin. They are little crackers in a box. Uh, they're shaped like elephants and lions and tigers and bears and monkeys. They were brought to the United States in the late 1800s, and demand was so popular that a company called Stauffer's, S-T-A-U-F-F-E-R apostrophe S, Biscuit Company, introduced them in 1871 based out of York, Pennsylvania. Other companies got so excited, local bakeries, they banded together and formed 
Nabisco Brands, ladies, you've heard of that, National Biscuit Company or Nabisco Brands. In 1902, they debuted the box with Barnum's Animals on the theme. And since 1903, anybody can guess how many animals have been in the animal cracker box over the scope of how many years? Over 100 and 118 years. Anybody? How many animals? Different. 131. No, you're way over. How many animals? <laughs> she, she, 47. Closer. Anybody? Anybody? 33. 37 animals. Different animals have been included in the Barnum's Animal Crackers. See, I don't and, think they're creative enough because they should have introduced a new animal every year. I, That's how I, I think, came up with the number. I think you're right. 130. We'll go to 137. 40 million packages are sold annually around the world. Today is also National Velo Velociraptor Awareness Day. One of those creatures that roamed the earth 70 million years ago. Lucky we didn't bump And into. stole the show in Jurassic Park. There you go. <laughs> ah, and it's tax day. Tomorrow is National Garlic Day. Uh, you know what the, the nickname for garlic is? It's the stinking, the stinking rose. It's called the stinking rose. That's right. It has been seasoning dishes for years. It's a member of the lily family, which includes onions, leeks, and shallots. Who knew? It originated in Asia over 7,000 years ago. It's versatile and even has medicinal purposes. Some people say it serves as an antibiotic and it reduces your blood pressure. Oh, my goodness. Midwives in Greece used it to keep evil spirits away, and they said it filled the Roman soldiers with courage. Of course, the courage was nobody wanted to go near them, if I can say that. It's also... Tuesday is also wear pajamas to work day. I don't know if anybody goes to work, but if you're working from home, it's okay to wear pajamas tomorrow. Wednesday is National Cheddar you, you Fries. You mean from the waist up. You mean yeah. from the waist up since everybody's already wearing them from the waist down. Absolutely. Yoga pants rock. It's National Cheddar Fries Day on Wednesday. Does anybody eat cheddar fries? Do you even know what they are? Nicole? Are we talking about the one in the bag? Like the, the chips? The cheddar fries? I don't know. It's just National Cheddar. But it's also Pineapple Upside Down Cake Day. It's Banana Day. And it's Lima Bean Respect Day. I think there's a tummy ache waiting to happen on Wednesday. Everybody get your Pepsi yeah. ready. Cheddar fries, pineapple upside down cake, bananas, and lima beans. I think I'm going to be sick. Thursday is <laughs> National Tea Day. That's a little easier. Chocolate covered cashew oh, yeah. day. Yeah. Tea drinker, Nicole? Tea drinker? Oh, I I'm a tea snob. I have a, we have a little uh, farmer's market by the house and we go there and I have a tea lady. I, I refer to her as my tea dealer um, because all of her tea is loose and it is phenomenal. She makes all of her own blends. Everything is shipped in and um, it's just, she's incredible. I mean, you could literally sprinkle her tea on some like Greek yogurt and um, eat it. Like that's, that's how legit everything is. Her, everything she What's your favorite flavor of tea? Favorite something? I'm a black. I'm a black tea English breakfast. You know, my my grandmother grew up. I had tea since I was like four years old, um, and I've got all my friends addicted to it too. So yeah, I I'm just obsessed with tea. I love tea. Let's go around the table. Jocelyn, tea lady, you interested in tea or do you drink a lot of it, Jocelyn? I love tea and I love coffee and I drink both of them at different times. I okay. and I'm, I love black tea and I I do matcha and I have the I have the little, you know, bamboo whisk and everything. Cool. And I'm also really into bulletproof coffee right now. Yes. Um, oh. So I tend to drink coffee in the morning and tea in the afternoon. And I believe, you know, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but there's something about the British, you know, the British Empire would not exist without tea. Because of it's, course. Yeah. It's, of, yeah. of course. And Joyce, I actually, I have a question go, go ahead. for you about 
that's just that I was drinking coffee in the morning, tea at night. And um, then I realized that I wasn't sleeping and I was talking to someone who was like giving me a massage and he was basically like, well, you're drinking green tea at night and know that some countries they drink green tea as if it's coffee because of the high caffeine content. So no wonder you're having a very hard time trying to go to sleep at night. So I just felt very silly. (laughs) Well, now, now, you know, I was going to ask you about that. Joyce Marie, coffee or tea? What's your pleasure? Tea, definitely. I'm very caffeine sensitive. So tea works for me. I am too. Thank you very much. Let's go to Thursday. Also, on Thursday. Yes, go ahead. I was just going to say Radio Red, I know you're a math person, but I the, the rule of thumb that I love is that black tea has half the caffeine of coffee and green tea has half the caffeine of black tea. So in case people want to know. Just keep doing, yes. just keep doing. You do Nerdle instead of Wordle. It's all math. It's all math <laughs> formulas. It's interesting. I play Wordle. We'll talk about that later. Thursday is also National High Five Day and it's also National Bulldogs Are Beautiful Day. Friday, I only have two holidays. It's National Jelly Bean Day and it's Earth Day. Saturday is National Picnic Day, if your weather is good. It's a lot of food this week. Cherry Cheesecake Day. It's also Talk Like Shakespeare Day on Saturday, so you can get by with a lot of the, the, and and whatever they were saying in Shakespeare land. Yes, and it's also National Impossible Astronaut Day on Saturday. This comes from the fans of Doctor Who mm-hmm. celebrating season six, episode one, which premiered on the BBC in 1963. And I don't know if you know, I didn't know Doctor Who was partly inspired by Sherlock Holmes. So we'll leave that one on the table. Then Sunday is National Pet Parents Day. Nicole, you're a pet parent, right? I am a pet parent to three rambunctious rescue dogs. Names, yep. names please. So I have a rescue that we have from the Bahamas. His name is Rocky. He is like a corgi dash hound mix. I have a Chihuahua Pomeranian um, who is a demon um, and his name is Loki. And then I have an American Eskimo named Benji who is my Velcro dog and he goes everywhere with me. Your Velcro dog. I like that. Joyce Marie, pets, any, any pets? Grand, um, I have grand pets, grand dogs who are rescue dogs and their names are Chloe and Cairo. Nice. And Jocelyn, any pets, pet parents? That's that's hysterical. As soon as you brought up the topic, my cat decided to meow outside the door. (laughs) She says, okay, I'm ready for my debut, Mr. DeMille. (laughs) I'm ready for my close-up. So she's, um, uh, yeah, so she's a uh, rescue kitty. I guess she, you know, she rescued me as it turns out, but um, yeah, she's, she's lovely. She's, she's eating and then she'll come up and introduce herself. I, I hope she will. And by the way, Saturday, Sunday is also skipping day. If anybody remembers how to skip and it's pinhole photography day. And next Monday I have to announce on the 25th, it's national zucchini bread day. Wow. What a week for food. It's national <laughs> lingerie day. Is there any lingerie in your book, Nicole? I didn't get to too much of that yet. There is in book three. Absolutely. I got to get yep. through book Best. three then. It's also Hug a Plumber Day. How could it be all lingerie day and Hug a Plumber Day? That doesn't even make me feel good. And it's National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. I've been switching hair hair colorists for about a year now, and I finally found one who understands what red really looks like. So I'm I'm very, very happy. That red is you? It's Thank fantastic you. on you. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So that does it through our holidays and our famous birthdays. Let's talk more creativity. So I'm going to pick a statement from one from what each of you sent me. I'll read it and just take about two minutes because we have about 12 minutes left and I want to get through this. And then we'll give we'll give any shout outs and we will give your places to go websites, URLs, Joyce Marie, that's fine. And so let's see now. Um, I'm looking at Jocelyn King. I'm looking at your creativity statement number one. I will read it for you. You don't have to memorize. Creativity to me is the free-flowing output of my inner wisdom and intuition being informed by my life experience and skills. That's packed. Can you unpack it in two minutes, Jocelyn? Yeah, I think um, it creativity really is that magical spot of, of where you're co-creating with the people around you or just with, you know, the existential force or God or spirit or whatever your, your preference is that way. Um, and it's about really being present in the moment to what's flowing through you. And I see creativity and, and everything very much like you, we all have a valve and you can clamp it down like turning off a hose or you can open it wide like the Hoover Dam. And I'm also um, a singer and musician and uh, I do a lot of live music and I've done some writing and I've done some live performance. It's just free form versus, you know, trying to be like doing covers and things like that. And they're very different processes. And I think that intuition and just going with the flow and being in the moment and getting the gift of the moment with how you're feeling and who you're with, is really the essence of creativity to me. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. And let's go to Joyce Marie. Here's a very nice one. Statement number four you sent me. Joyce says she loves helping others. So when she sees something that is challenging someone, she's inspired to write a song or a harmonic mantra. Can you give us some examples, Joyce Marie? Oh, well, there's so many. <laughs> Self-love is, is a really big issue. Um, so here's, here's one. I am worthy, I am free to love myself unconditionally. And I have another one that's on creativity since this show is about creativity. So this is, I am using my creativity to create a better life for me. I like that one a lot. Using my creativity. <laughs> and that, that's been the inspiration for this whole show. I say, to, and when I, when I go to the publicity summit or I meet people like Nicole, I talk to PR people like Mickey, and I say, I'm looking for people who, they don't have to be singers or dancers or artists or photographers. They don't have to be clothing designers. They don't have to be chefs. But everywhere in what we do, we're using some kind of creativity. And that's why I want to know what do you, what do real people do? What do average people do? What do above average people do? What is it that, that seeps into our life that we do differently, whether you're a doctor or a lawyer or a bricklayer or a house painter or a, a novelist, right, Nicole? Or a, mm -hmm. a, a cyber expert, cybersecurity expert, right, Jocelyn? Or somebody who was burned out from a business, right, Joyce Marie? Oh, There's yeah. an element of creativity that, 
that I don't think people really identify because what people say is, oh, I can't draw a straight line. I'm not creative. I'm not an artist. It's like, okay, let's get off of that one. That has nothing to do with it, right? So let's go to a statement from Nicole. Let's see what you sent me. Oh, this is a positive. This is interesting. I'm going to read two of yours, Nicole. I want you to combine them. Number one, you say creativity is a mirror of the soul. And then number three goes with that. Creativity is like a thumbprint. It is unique to you. Nicole, please unpack these for me. Go ahead. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, your creativity can be anything, you know, and like with Jocelyn and her harmonic mantras and, you know, a painter with their painting, um, you know, and even with like the world creating that I do in, in fiction writing, but it is, it's personal to you. It's a part of you that is put on paper. Um, and it's beautiful in the sense that it will live on long after you're gone. Um, and so that creativity is what, you know, separates us from the rest of organic life and being able to have those experiences and, you know, channel our experiences into, you know, something that we can learn from and teach others and, and give these subtle little messages from. And I just think that it's a, such a mirror of who you are as a person as well. Um, and, you know, not that everybody needs to teach a lesson with their creativity, but, you know, you could. You know, we said you talked about how you had all these famous people that were giving quotes, you know, Gandhi and everyone else. Um, we could be those people in another 50 years. Somebody could be quoting something that we wrote or something that we sang or something that we talked about. And, you know, it's a way of keeping that creativity alive. Um, and so that thumbprint, that that mirror stays on long after we're gone. It, it's a legacy that speaks for itself. That's very profound. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that, that, that was really deep, Nicole. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting you to say that. That's interesting. Oh, okay. I have to. I have to ask you a question. We're almost ready to. I have a closing, and we're almost ready to give websites and all. But Nicole, sure. as I mentioned, your book is very adult. The one I'm reading. Yeah. And I hope you'll send yes. me book two. But it's going to take me a while to get through the 400 pages. But I'm tired of TV, so I'm going to binge on your book for now. But. Ooh, yay. Who inspired, what's your muse? Who inspired you to have this mafia done? He's, he's ballistic. He's mean. Mm. He, he's mm. a bulldog. He looks at people he like objects and yet he's got a six-year-old daughter he adores. So uh, is there, is there a, somebody wrote something? Did you see a movie? Is this somebody you know in real life? Who, who inspired this level of character? This, he's so complex. Nicole, just briefly, would you share yeah. that with us? No, he, he's, my goal for him was that he would intimidate and he would disrespect everyone but his people. And for his people, he would burn the world, especially for Natalie or his daughter or any of the people in that tiny little world that he cares about. There's nothing that he wouldn't say or do for them. Um, and, you know, when I started writing my book, I did a lot of research on the actual different kinds of organized crime organizations. So the mafias, the triads, the cartel, because I felt like a lot of what mafia fiction is was just regurgitating what other mafia fiction is. Um, and that we had such a small frame of reference when it came to it, we always think Sicilian mafia, 
but you know, there was a huge uh, mafia in the UK. There was the gangs. Um, and I was a big Peaky Blinders fan. So, you know, in, in modern TV, that's something that I loved. And I saw a lot of Tommy Shelby in Jackson Pace. Um, but I just felt like when I did the research on the actual mafia, people who had either been in the mafia and got out or had some sort of a relationship, whether romantic or familial with people in the mafia had a completely different experience than like civilians that just interacted with the mafia. You know, their interactions tend to be a bit negative, but people who had more of that personal connection to the mafia, um, they told a different story. They talked a lot about like honor and a sense of loyalty and, you know, love for the family. So that's where their priorities were. Um, and I just felt like Jackson would be a, a bad, hard, complicated man, but he would be that bad, complicated man that's holding the line, keeping worse men from passing through and wreaking havoc. So it's kind of like he's the last line of defense. He's nobody's hero. He's our anti-hero, but yeah, he's a beautifully complex individual. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting. I think you could go out and teach a master class in, in writing complex Oh, characters. you are so sweet. S- seriously. The way, the way she explained that, right, Joyce Marie and right, Jocelyn? That yes. you, you, just, you grabbed it. You just you grabbed it. You grasped it. You explained it. Uh, a lot of talent there, Nicole. Very, very impressive. Oh, so let, let's go around the table and let's do where do you want people to find you? I've got two and a half minutes left, so let's give you each about 45 seconds. Jocelyn King, when's your book coming out and where people find you and it, please? Great. Well, it's coming out in June. And right now, uh, starting in May, my website will have more information on that as well as the life safety training and things. And if you sign up for my email right now, you will get a weekly, you'll start receiving a weekly life safety tip that covers everything from physical safety, personal safety, job and career security, things like that. And I'm at Jocelyn King, J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-K-I-N-G.com. Thank you very much. J-O-C, I love to spell J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-K-I-N-G.com. Thank you very much. Joyce Marie, my dear, where can people find you and your wonderful mantras? And when's your book coming out? It's probably going to be a couple of months because I've been so busy with other things, like preparing for this one. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I can, you can get a free guide that has my harmonic mantras and has many of them. And, and I put it in categories and there's a couple of stories in there. And to get that, you go to harmonicyes.com. Just like it sounds, harmonicyes.com. H-A-R-M-O-N-I-C-Y-E-S.com, correct? correct? Thank you. Nicely done. Nicole, where can people find you? I've got about a minute and a half. Talk fast. Um, so book one, Catalyst and book two, Ignite, are both on Amazon as well as Kindle. If you are a Kindle Unlimited fan or subscriber, you can actually read them for free. And book three is due out in, in August of this year and lots of great things there. Um, and you can find a little bit more about me as well as the books at my website at nherownwords.com. So the letter N, herownwords.com. N-H-E-R-O-W-N. W-O-R-D-S dot com. 
and her own words dot com. Yep. Good. Okay. I've got one minute till close. Here we go. Ladies, thank you very much. And a shout out to Mickey Mickelson. I, he just emailed me. I did answer him when you were before you were talking and I said, We're fine and I hoped you'd watch. He said, I'll watch it. I wasn't in front of my <laughs> computer, so he'll get to it. And thank you to Mickey. Thank you very much. So ladies, here's my closing. Life is short. Break the rules. Don't we all, ladies, don't we live to break the rules? Didn't May West do them? Uh-huh. Forgive yes. quickly. Oh, we do. There we go. Forgive quickly, kiss slowly. Trust me, it's the best. Love truly, laugh uncontrollably. Everybody laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> Don't you feel happy now? Yes. And never regret anything that made you smile. And here my final closing words. Work like you don't need the money because at one point or another, everybody does. Just try to make the best of it. Don't complain about it. Get the job done. Dance like no one's watching. And when I was dancing on tabletops, I wasn't dancing for money. I was teaching a disco class in a high school high school cafeteria and two and a half inch heels on a Formica table. And I made them build me a stage because I said, oh, she's watching. And everybody watched. Sing like nobody's listening. But when Joyce Marie is singing, everybody will listen. I'm telling you that. Love like you've never been hurt because damn, we all have. Right, Nicole? Right, Joyce Marie? Right, Jocelyn? Right, me? Yes, your heart will heal. It will reveal new love and new opportunities. Give your heart a chance. And finally, money talks, chocolate sings. And I stole this line from somebody. I admit that, but I don't remember who. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red saying goodbye. Guests, don't go away. I want to thank you afterwards. Josh, thank you very much. Tell us what Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week. <laughs>